Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Welcome to another episode of the Ricky Clive Wrestling Show. For our regular listeners, this is, you understand it, this is Ricky. And this week I am riding solo. Um, Clive is away with his wife and children to go visit his in-laws, um, being a good father and husband that he is. Um, so, unfortunately you'll just to hear my voice all night long. Um, but have a... Just a takeover and WrestleMania review show. Um, you know, but before I start on takeover, I just want to say a big shout out to everyone that attended Suplex Mania at the weekend there in um, at Original Hooters in New York. Um, we had Jeremy Josh, JJ Security of Keeping It Strong Style. We had the grown men watch this shit, boys. Um, we had One Nation Radio in attendance. Um, it was a big hit as far as I'm aware as well. Speaking to Jeremy. Um, Appreciate everyone that showed support and going out and, you know, like I said, hopefully this is one of many. Um, second bit of business I want to take care of before I go on is a shout out to Dan, uh, Mags and Bags. Um, we went, we were speaking on Twitter, trying to maybe get you to come on, but unfortunately, last week when I went to record, I had recording issues. Um, I didn't want to ask you to come on and then ask you to record for me. Um, I felt that's a bit of a... You know, it's a bit cheeky of me to do that, so I was just going to ride solo tonight. Um, but next week I've spoken to Clive, we want you on the podcast, and we'll, I'll hit you up at some point in the next couple of days to sort that out. So, yeah, hopefully you're able to come on. Um, so let's move on, shall we? Yeah, so takeover in the books, uh, yet another fantastic takeover, five really, really good matches. Um, I'll go through them individually and break them down one at a time. Um, just want to say from top to bottom yet another great takeover my initial takeaway from it was speaking in one of our whatsapp groups that me and Clive are in I said originally two really great matches with three solid or borderline very very good pushing on potentially maybe only great uh, I take that back I think there was three truly great matches and two really strong matches um, so I'm just going to run through the card just the way it was um, and we had the War Raiders opening up against Ricochet and Alistair Black. I thought, you know, overall, um, 
I felt Ricochet and Alistair Black kind of they looked strong. They were they they were booked quite well. Um, I know it was a kind of farewell match as you saw what happened at the end of the match. You know, um, Ricochet was quite emotional about it. Um, but even just for a moment, you know, it looked like when Alistair hit Black, um, hit Black Mass, and it was followed by the Sunset Flip by Ricochet. It looked for a second, they looked like they were about to win. Um, they they were in control. I felt for most of the match, they looked like they the team that were working on top. Like I say, they looked dominant. Um, War Raiders just continue to amaze me. Um, guys at that size shouldn't be able to move around the way they do. It's it doesn't make sense. Um, let's like say, but yeah, overall it was it was a a really good match. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in the undisputed era versus, but a strong side or. DIY matches or any of the revival um American Alpha matches, but it was it, it was kind of I would say it was maybe in a tier below or certainly you could probably group them all together, but I just felt this was ever so slightly below. But that's not a knock on it whatsoever. It's just it was a great opening match, great tag team match table. Uh, NXT just knows how to do take tag matches, so I say it's not a knock. I felt you know it was one of the best tag matches you'll probably see all year. Let's say. Just group all these t- great NXT tag matches in together because there's really and truly there's not much between them. Um, moving on on the card, well, this is a match that I initially, I didn't put part of my too great, but I went back and watched it, and you know even at the time when I actually watched it live, and I went back and watched it again, I was even I was blown away completely again. It was, uh, Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. Um. I liked some of the things that I saw from um from Matt Riddle just in terms of a character aspect, you know, the way he was getting frustrated, the way he was talking trash a little bit, almost like a cocky side to him and I like that. I think it, it, it kind of shows he can he he's able to evolve and he's not he doesn't need to be this one kind of bro, bro, bro kind of gimmick, this laid back kind of guy. Um yeah, this this match was truly it really was great and like I say this was the one that I changed my mind on a lot. Um, I had like that borderline great, but when I went and watched it again, I was I was really blown away. Some unbelievable transitions from Matt Riddle into submission removals. Um, the when he hit the the um, from the running the running re from dreaming transitioned it into like an ankle lock. Um, and then I think as Dream got up, he tries to kick him in the face and bang. He, Gets hold of and transitions to another ankle, uh, ankle lock, and you know the, the last five to ten minutes of this match was just like edge of your seat stuff. You know you were really blown away. I thought Matt Riddle was going to win. I picked Dream. Sorry, but the Dream ended up getting the win. Um, you know, it says the belly to belly from Matt Riddle. Um, when Dream was outside, sort of standing on a second rope, and uh, Matt Riddle hits a belly to belly back into the ring. It was just some real brutal and real awesome moments in this match. Velveteen Dream, um, he, you know, we saw him kind of hulking up, we hit him with the, hitting with the Famouser, almost like, I don't know if he was kind of, you know how he has moments or at times in matches where he kind of pays homage to wrestlers of pastime, I don't know if maybe this was a kind of a call to the guys that were in the Hall of Fame at the weekend, um, yeah. In, in the finish as well, again, I know me and Clive are not big components of the let's keep 
either man strong. But it kind of had that feeling to the finish of it, you know, where it was shades of Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler won. You know, where Shayna's got her uh, choking her out, but Ember turns into a pin, but Shayna's at release it in time. And this was kind of similar as well. I was almost half expecting Matt Riddle's turn at the end of the match, just exactly just the way Shayna, not Shayna didn't turn, but she, she attacked Ember and beat her up again. So I was kind of, I was half expecting that, but it never happened. Um... I say this match really it was just from start to finish unbelievable. That last five, ten minutes. Blown away by it. Um and the great thing is now this is kind of back to back match or certainly a period of matches that Matt Riddle's put together now that he's starting to turn my co host now who's now starting to become a I wouldn't say he's not my mark or anything for Matt Riddle, but I think he appreciates and understands okay, this is why the guy was so hyped. So he he can get behind the the wrestling, as he says, but not so much the character. Um, yeah, so it says, I was quite surprised at the the winner of it, but you know, overall, what what another great great match. Um, unbelievable, and I'm interested to see where they go from here. I think they could run a rematch if they wanted to at the next takeover. Um, but we'll see where they go from there. Next up in the card was Pete Dunne versus Walter. Um, my first note, and I'm writing these notes as as the match is going on, just in prep for this podcast. I know I'm doing it on my own, so I want to be like extra prepared for it. In block capital letters, I wrote this as wrestling. This was match of the weekend for me. I said last week, um, this was the match I was most looking forward to, and you know what I said last week that. Because it was enforced, it was not on an NXT UK takeover, or even on NXT UK TV. Uh, I was a bit, It was almost bittersweet, but you know, like the great thing was that these guys for me produced match of the weekend. Let's say, um, and it just showcased the the UK scene, the UK brand. Um, Pete Dunne has just been sensational for the last couple of years. Um, interesting to see where it goes now. I think he'll probably head over to NXT over in America, over down at Full Sail. Um, not entirely sure what else he can do over here in the UK scene now that I always felt that you kind of needed someone to be the forefront of the infancy stage of the NXT UK brand. But now you have Walter, so, you know, and you've also got Joe Coffey as well, who we're big fans of. So, yeah, interesting to see where Pete Dunne goes from here. Um, I thought it was great technical kind of wrestling. I think... Walters, um, this he is just a brute force, who has the perfect amount of technique. But at the same time, when he likes it, when he hits the top rope, it doesn't look natural. It doesn't look smooth, and and I like that in his character. I like that in a big guy. I like it how, like you say, he's, oh, he's doing something different, and he looks uncomfortable with it, but he's going to do it because he understands who he's up against and what he needs to do. Um, he's just he is just an absolute bear for me. <laughs> um. Um, you know, when, when Walter kicked out of Bitter End, could not believe it, could not, you know, because at that point, as soon as he hit it, I was like, this is it, it's like, I was going to be, I was going to be really stunned, because this was another one that I, I had Walter winning, um, and he did, you know, so, when it, when it kind of kicks out of Bitter End, phenomenal, um, and then they both kind of face off, I think it was immediately after Bitter End, um, both kind of stand up and face off one another and then you just start chopping away at one another unbelievable um the power bomb as well from water from the top from the top rope 
I noticed that there was a few power bombs at um, in takeover overall. Like it's something that you don't see. Maybe maybe I'm speaking out a ton, but I can't remember the last time we were constantly seeing that move. Um, I mean, I'm I'm probably I'm probably just just thinking that, and I'm just clearly not. It's not registered other times, but you know, um, overall, like this match, you know, it delivered in every way possible. Um, but Pete, it took Pete Dunne so much to even come close to Pete and beating Walter. And at the same time, you know, Walter gave Pete Dunne a, a lot of punishment. Pete Dunne done this, he's done the UK title and the UK scene in general. He's, he's, he's been a credit to us over here. You know, um, and, and I think that what was, what kind of stands out, not so much just from the match, but the reaction of people around it was, I don't know if anyone picked up on it, but... If you go back and you could look at it on the TV, you can actually see the moment Walter wins, the kind of pan into the crowd, and I think it was one of the very first pe- one of the first people he, he, they panned into. You saw him standing up and just saying "Wow," and then starts clapping. It's like well, that kind of just sums up how we were all feeling. Um, you know, and and while we're talking about done, the boss. Mr. Jeremy Donovan of Keeping It Strong Style, he was there live uh, with Jeremy, sorry, with Josh and the One Nation Radio Boys. Just I just asked him a couple of questions, you know, because like, I wanted to see like, what were your match of the night, and he said match of the night was Dunn and Walter, so brutal and hard hitting. I think Jeremy says in one of our chats that he could, the way he was sitting, and they were sitting a wee bit far back, I think, and he says we could even hear the effects of Walter's chops. It just shows you how strong this man is. Um... He says that the electric the atmosphere was electric from the beginning of the show to the end. And that came through the TV as well. You know, I wasn't sure, like, you know, sometimes it's completely different live than it is watching on television. So that that certainly came through on the TV for me, um, watching it. So, yeah, um, I, I, that's the kind of impression I get from a lot of people that this was the match of the night for them. And like I say, for me, it was match of the weekend. Um it's gonna take it's gonna take a monumental effort to get the title off Walter now. Um I think he'll have a long reign. Maybe not the two year reign that Pete Dunne had, but I think he's gonna have a real significant long, long reign. And you know, there's only one man to <laughs> can dethrone him and that's Joe Coffey. <laughs> um moving on we had the Fatal Four way for the women. I I love Shane, I love Shana's walking. Flanked by the hench henchwomen, um Goldberg MMA type walk in it, you know, it's awesome to see. Um uh, absolutely love Shayna. I think the problem is that I know some people had an issue with Shayna win. It's like in a fight of four it's kind of difficult to make just the one person stand out because you kinda of want everyone to get like a moment to be on top, you kinda of want some of the people to get their movesets in to get some of the repertoire in you you know, it's difficult for one person to really stand out. But you know, I, f- I felt that um, <coughs> um Sky Pirates, um sorry about that. The Sky Pirates, they asked, you know, I'm not the biggest fan, but you know, I enjoyed that face off they had, the opening sequence as well. Um, the moment where they finally like not so much turned on one another, but kind of realization set in was like, right, you we need to kind of go through one of each other now in order to win this title. Um and they for a long period of time were on top. Um I was disappointed that Bianca Belair did not win, um, but yeah, overall this was, this was a good match. It it really it was it's not it wasn't. 
what Walter and Pete Dunn was, but it was still a real solid match. And you know, like I say, this was this was one of the two alongside the tag team that I would just say, I would say they were. I wouldn't say I wouldn't even say it was solid. I would say they were they were pretty good, pretty good too, very good. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, not entirely sure where they're going to go with Sheena now. Uh, I think a lot of people are convinced that Sheena was going to lose and come up. You know, I'm I'm a believer that. If and when Shane does lose the title, that's when she's going to come up. So, if the if the time's not to bring her up now, then if she's not got the title, then what kind of significant feud can you have her in? You know, because I think it's now the title or nothing when it comes to Shana. So, yeah, like I say, it was a it was a, it was a it was a fun match. I really did enjoy that one. Um, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Um, First and foremost, the hype video, it was awesome. Awesome. And going on to WrestleMania, there were several as well. WWE just kind of nailed the hype videos. Um, and this was no different, no different. Cole getting the first pinfall. Um, I like how they can, kind of didn't drag out the first two pinfalls. I think the first one, I think the match was about 40, or 40 45 minutes maybe. I think. Um, and I think the last one went for about 20 minutes. So yeah, um, and then Gargano gets air raid in the submission to win the second fall. Um, and he also with the the super kick, uh, several moments like without within the match you kind of had like you had a DIY throwback with a super kick um, flashback. Um, I don't know if it was a homage to Champa, maybe it was a it was foreshadowing what we're about to see what we're about to see at the end of the pay per view. Not entirely sure. Um, you know, let's just so we get past the first two falls. Overall, it's a real good match. I think the crowd were really into it. You know, um, Adam Cole was if you just asked someone who didn't watch it, it was like who the two of the crowd favorite here. It was Adam Cole overwhelmingly. I felt um, and that's not a knock on Gargano. I think a lot of people are just desperate for Cole to win it. Um, it was strange. You know, I'm looking. So we get to the. Now, I can't remember when this occurred. I don't know if it was the third or the second um, fall where they were outside the ring and Gargano kind of broke a 10 count when he could have just rolled into the ring and let the referee count to 10. You know, I, I also felt that at that moment in time, I thought, do you know what? Adam Cole's going to win because, again, this kind of ties in with kind of stuff we saw from Gargano, inability to control his emotions and think clearly because it cost him against Champa several times. You know, and it's cost him prior as well. So... But no, that's not what happened there. Um, the third fall, um, it was just crazy. It was legit big move after big move after big move, especially from Adam Cole. And I guess that third, the third fall, it was just a, it was a microcosm of Johnny Gargano's entire NXT career. Time and time again, people have thrown everything at him, thrown all sorts of big moves, all sorts of finishers, all sorts of circumstances, and he seems to, I wouldn't overcome it all, but he can't, he, you know, he just does not give up. And that third fall, that entire little 20 minute period or so, it was literally just a, in a nutshell of what Johnny Gargano's NXT career has been. I'm not going to lie, I felt at times it was borderline too much. Um, cause Adam Cole was literally hitting him with everything, everything. Um, 
you know, especially the point where um, when O'Reilly, um, O'Reilly, Fish and Roddy Strong came down and Gargano takes them all, all three of them out but then comes back into the ring and he received, I think he received two super kicks and the Shino Wizard to the back of the head and he still kicks out. At that point, I just felt, I understand that you're kind of telling us this is who Johnny Gargano is and always has been, but I was, I, I don't know, for me it was almost, like I said, borderline a little bit too much. Um, I think I'm probably on the, staying on the part where it was just fine, but again, I think if people had an issue with that, I don't think it would be that big of an issue. I think I can understand where they're coming from. Um, Adam Cole after hitting some of these big moves and getting close pinfalls, you know his facial expression I felt was was perfect character wise, perfect. Um, he literally legit looked stunned and almost in tears at times. You know, um, the finish as well. I would have liked to have seen, um, Cole just last that little bit longer. I wouldn't have. Been, I know he made it to the ropes and get dragged back. I would have maybe liked him to make it to the ropes again. I think it dragged back. I just want him to, you know, maybe that was unrealistic. Maybe he was held in long enough for some people, but I would have liked Cole just to not so much suffer that much more, but to show people that, you know, Gargano had to work just as hard because, like I say, he was kicking out a lot of Adam Cole's big moves. Um, like I say, what, uh, just a ridiculously great match. You know, if I felt if someone says this was their favourite match of the night or the weekend, you know, you're not going to get much complaints from me. Um... Top to bottom, takeover delivers once again. Um, and then before we go off here, Champa comes down. You know, I know he's had the neck surgery, but I was almost... You know, I was... I kind of had it in my hands, like, is he going to attack him? What can he do not to hurt his neck? Maybe give him a low blow? I don't know. Um, but yeah, obviously not, but... Hey, it's... I didn't mind it. I know it was a kind of it was like people. Some people might say it was like a cut and call moment where where why would Champa come down and 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 congratulate Gargano? But it's almost like that. My mo, you know, it's his most bitter enemy, so he can almost accept it in a sense because he knows what he's gone through. Because they've both gone through the same thing, and all they're trying to get to the NXT title and, and how much they push one and hurt one another. You know, but yeah, I didn't mind that finish so much. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do when if and when Champa comes back. But just to wrap up on takeover, um, top to bottom, just yet another. It's kind of like, yeah, takeover delivered again. Like it's no longer. It's not been a surprise for a long time, and that's kind of, you know, that's a that's a huge compliment to NXT take NXT in general. Um, that. We are no longer surprised by what they do and how great their pay per views are. Yeah, I've felt some people say that this was their greatest. This was their greatest ever takeover. You know, it, I think it's in my top two. That along with I felt New Orleans as well. Uh, what was it on the Philadelphia one? I think it was as well. It was excellent. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to say it's my. It's, it's the best ever because I don't know if that could be like a recency bias for me. But it's certainly there alongside the New Orleans one, I think, where it's the greatest ever. Um, right, right neck and neck, you know, just take your pick, really. Um, but yeah, takeover delivers. Delivers once again. Um, but again, that's not surprising nowadays. Um, so, yeah, we're moving on to, to WrestleMania now. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about what that opening...
moving on. Opening match, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. The way... So the way this match... Sorry, before we get into that, um, we had Revival and Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Hawkins and Ryder winning. Kurt Hawkins actually getting the pin as well, which kind of made his the end of his streak, losing streak, even better. Um, shout out to Ranch. Ranch has called us for months and months. Interesting to see where they go now. Um, Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese. Like I said, it was most for me, it was always going to be Tony Nese because it was a case of where does Buddy Murphy go now? And and if you've been watching Dream on Twitter, maybe it's to NXT. Uh, great match, you know, like I say, it's 2 5. My, my co host would be sitting here, would be really singing its praises. Uh, real good match, no real surprise. I think Buddy Murphy's constantly involved in really good matches. It was nice to see Tony Nese get the title as well. Because uh, this now opens up different avenues to, to face different opponents. We could be looking at Drew Gulak, we could be looking at Jack Gallagher, we could be looking at maybe Cedric Alexander again, etc. etc. So, yeah, and like I said, what's going to happen with Buddy Murphy now? Um, it'll be interesting to see. The two battle royals, Braun winning and Carmella. I can understand the Carmella thing we're, we're probably looking at in a sense that, well, we're in kind of New York, she's from New York, etc., etc. That's fine. I'm not too bothered, you know, because see, at the end of the day, as much as I love the Royal Rumble and the Battle Royal match, and I really, really do, I said last week, and I'm going to say it again, there has to be some incentive for the winner. There has to be something to draw the audience in, like, you know, whether it's a, whether it's a mid-card title shot or whether it's a title shot at the Women's Champion or the, the Universal or WWE title. We've got to give us something, you know, so overall, yeah, I'm, I'm still a fan of these matches. Um, so now we'll move on to the main card. So the way Paul Heyman comes out is like, so if we're not last, we want to go first because we want to get the hell out of here because there's some people over in Las Vegas that appreciate us, obviously alluding to the UFC. Awesome. Just awesome. What I, like, you know, it, it, and it just kind of ties into the Brock Lesnar only cares about money, Brock Lesnar doesn't care about the business, Brock Lesnar doesn't care about fans, Brock Lesnar is all about me, 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 me. Awesome. What what unbelievable job from um, Paul Heyman there. Start of the match, it was... I can't remember if it was... Uh, it was mentioned, where it was mentioned, but someone says that it was a kind of opposite from Finn Balor. He, what, he came out fast, came out strong this time around. He wasn't slug, not so much sluggish, but caught in his heels, etc. So he came out and met Seth straight away and kind of destroyed Seth. Seth's back was looking really bruised and marked up. Uh, so it was, it was this slow start against Finn etc could almost cost him like kayfabe wise we're talking about here at the Royal Rumble um, and he wasn't going to allow that ha- to happen again we all we were always wondering how we were going to get the low blow was the low blow on the raw like foreshadowing what was going to happen and it turns out it was the referee takes a bump Hell, that ref got up quite quick as well we should be getting him in every single match he wasn't lying around on the floor for five minutes that we normally do. Um, throw three three cub stumps to beat Brock. A low blow and three cub stumps. I love that. I absolutely love it because at the end of the day, whether we like Brock or we don't, what you need to understand is from a storyline aspect, for the last six, seven years, Brock has been portrayed to be superhuman. You know, um... Especially ever since like he he won the title where he was just destroying folk. Because at the end of the day, like outside of Seth, 
in singles matches, there's only been about three or four people that have beat Brock. Who's that? Triple H. Did Triple H beat him? I think so. Um, uh, Taker, Roman and Goldberg. Like, you know, four, and we say we want to be Roman, but four Hall of Famers, like, and whether we care about the Hall of Fame or not, it doesn't make a difference, but, you know, legitimate guys have only ever beaten. Uh, so, yeah, I, I loved it because, like I say, it shows and it, it stays with the story and it stays with the character that it's not, it's not, ju- it's not going to be just one finisher, it's going to beat Brock, it's going to be several. And I like that, um... And do you know what? My final note, full-time champ, baby. Um, happy with that. I was singing Brock's praises at Royal Rumble. And, and like I say, I kind of done... I came fully right around on Brock. I don't know really what, what, what brought that on, if I'm honest. But now, see, at the end of the day, full-time champ. You know, hopefully maybe Seth brings in open challenges for the Universal title. Whatever, it doesn't make a difference. So we've got a full-time champ. Brock could be finally gone. We don't know. But all that matters now is that we got a full time champ and hopefully long may this continue. Like I said, good start to good real positive and good start to WrestleMania. Um and then we moved on to A Orton versus AJ. Big thing was AJ kicking out of an RKO because that's one of the like as Kyle says as well before on Outsider's Edge, is that it's one of the most protected kind of moves in the WWE uh, finisher, so yeah, it was surprising. Um, uh, Orton hitting a big, big superplex from the top rope, really, you know, um, the phenomenal forearm to the outside of the ring. Overall, you know, I, I felt it was a good match. It was one of the matches I was looking forward to. I think it was a match everyone was kind of, a lot of people were looking forward to. I motivated Randy Orton. There genuinely is very, very few people in the world better than him. I motivated Randy Orton is every bit as good as anyone you can think of. Uh, in my opinion. Uh, and he was a seen more and like I say, it was a solid match, I guess. I might have wanted a few more minutes, but I think that's just the, the general theme you get at WrestleMania. You would, maybe a lot of these matches are condensed or shorter because of all the other stuff that goes on. But again, AJ wins. It's another face victory. Um, and it continues with a theme that we, a lot, a theme that we kind of saw all night. Um, most of the night anyway. Yeah, good match though, good match. I um I did enjoy that. I did. So now we move on. <laughs> Smackdown title match. It kind of broke down like a few minutes into the match, you know. Um there was no kind of let's ease in, let's just, you know, whatnot. But it broke down. All you know, people all everyone was kinda of getting involved. Um It was a bit for me it was a bit of a clusterfuck, but again it's a Fatal four way tag match was going to happen, but it was a, in a good way I suppose in a sense, um when Cesaro took Ricochet swim swinging you know it felt like an eternity, you know that that made me dizzy watching it um. It you know it, I say it's overall it was a good match you know I'm not going to sit and say it was just great classic or it was a terrible match it was fine it, it is what it was, happy that Usos win obviously now we've dropped the titles against the Hardys and SmackDown. Probably heading over the Raw, you would most likely think so. Which I'm fine with that. Uh, but overall, yeah, a relatively decent match. Definitely a recent fun little match, I must admit. Uh, Miz versus Shane. I say a while back, I felt Shane as a face could be a bit of, could be money. I, start, I think that's the case. Shout out to Miz's dad. 
Um, you know, like, I, to this day, and we're going to talk about Keithy, centric, why on earth do people still fall for the whole chase the opponent out of the ring just to slide back in, just to get attacked? You know, like, come on, how many times does this happen? Like, I'm just talking about kayfabe kind of sense, like, you're not, use your brain here and not bother chasing them because this is why he's just trying to lure you in and, or, you know, like, control yourself a little bit. It, it was, like I say, it's good LA strategy from Shane, just kind of getting out of the ring, um, getting away from him is, you know. Um, I really enjoyed Miz's aggression, aggression. Um, kind of throughout the match, but especially after his dad was attacked. Um, let's say it kind of it, we knew there was going to be a big kind of spot in this match. There was a couple of them. Uh, you know, so it really was what I expected. Kind of hard hitting, big spots, uh, spilling out of the crowd, and it was just all a case of what kind of bump is Shane about to take, and he took a pretty big one. They both did. Um, what I liked was as soon as Shane hit, sorry, Miz hit, skull crushing finale, when they're out in the out in the audience, there was no shock, no frustration. It was just it was smile. It was a smile, and it was almost like you've kicked out, but I continue. I get to continue beating you up. Um, you know, overall, like in she, uh, Miz didn't care about winning the match. The final move kind of proved it, where he could have just suplexed them off himself. He wanted to push them off, but he, his main goal and prerogative in this match was to hurt Shane McMahon. He couldn't care less if it cost him a match, and it ultimately did. But he Shane Mizzy's attitude was, it doesn't matter. I'm going to put a beating on you. I don't care who wins, as long as I get my hands on you and I hurt you. Overall, what I say is look. I don't know, I saw some people criticising this match, um, saying some real negative things about it. I was like, what, what, what are you expecting here? <laughs> you know? Like, one of them is a part-time guy that doesn't wrestle all the time. Um, it's a, it was a, was a false count anywhere, but really a false count anywhere. Is that for a reason? So, as soon as you see that, don't expect to see, like, a wrestling kind of clinic. Just expect to see hard hit, a hard-hit affair with some big spots. And, let's like, say, you had the story throughout it where the Miz, the Miz's, let's say, the Miz's main goal was just to beat Sheen up, regardless of what the result of the match was. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy it. Um, so, fun match, fun match. We'll move on. And I made a quick note here. It was just prior to the, the Raw Women's Tag Title. I said, why the hell are all the champs coming out first? The only one that made sense thus far was... Um, Brock, because he comes out and says to Seth, we're doing it now, because oh, I'm, I'm getting the hell out of here, so I'm going to run through it, I think Brock comes out first, which are fine, Usos come out first, um, Sasha Banks and Bailey come out first, I can't remember now if Brian come out first or Kofi come out first, um, you go through it, Samoa Joe come out first, um, Bobby Lashley come out first, and I know people are going to say, well it was a demon thing, but Ronda Rousey and... Charlotte were out. Um, so yeah, I, I, like for me, personally speaking, I always feel the champ comes out second, should come out second. I like that, that's what I like about boxing and MMA. Champ should come out second. Simple as that in my mind. You know, the champ shouldn't be sitting in the ring waiting on someone. The champ should be walking to the ring having something, having, having his opponent in the ring waiting on them. Just what I believe. Um, 
you know, I just feel like stuff like that you could do a bit better on. Uh, Raw Women's Tag Title, so move on. Um, Iconics win. That pop they got was phenomenal. They were over as hell and the crowd absolutely loved it. The entrance was awesome as well. Um, Beth Phoenix has also still got it. I'm just reading off my notes here. Um, when Sasha and Bailey were in the submissions, was it from Natalia and Beth Phoenix, I think it was? And you could kind of see... No, sorry, um, Natalia had uh, Sasha and Bailey in the sharpshooter. And Bailey was on top, Sasha at the bottom. You could kind of see Bailey grabbing Sasha's hand and pulling it and holding on to it and not letting her pit, uh, tap out because Sasha was a legal, legal participant in the match. You know, things like that, you know, that's just the, the little nuances, nuances that that make wrestlers great and adds to the story and adds to everything. It's like, well, that's awesome. I love seeing stuff like that, you know. Um, and even the way Billy Kay with a sneak tag and then she falls back down to the to to the outside before coming in and getting the pin. Even stuff like that is it's great to see because she doesn't make it so obvious. Gets a tag, falls down. And then sneaks back in. You know, so that says I, I enjoyed this match. And I, I know I'm going to sound like I've enjoyed every match, but I felt overall there wasn't really too many bad moments throughout the, uh, throughout the show or throughout the weekend. Uh, yeah. Um, mm, Iconics winning. You know, like I said, they went over. They were over. Sorry, they were over. Kind of really liked them. Um, interesting to see where they go from here now. Like I said, I think. Wrestling-wise, I think Peyton Royce is, is the far better one out of two of them. I think everyone kind of acknowledges that, but it's with their character and, and their mic work and who they are and just, you know, but I fucking love them. I really do. Um, so next on the card, we had Kofi and Daniel Bryan. I'm going to leave this to the end because I want to end the show on a good note, but also on a note where I get to speak about stuff that isn't so much wrestling related in a sense but uh, but it is, it is as well um, I'll touch on this match at the end um, I just want to end it on that I want to end it on a good note um, next we had Joe and Ray Joe out first yet again 55 seconds um, I would have prepared a proper match but I feel like the 55 seconds is kind of it was an indictment I think on Ray's health and I hope it's not too serious. I hope it was just a case of I just can't go. I need a few weeks off, whatever. I wouldn't have mind of seeing. I wouldn't have mind seeing someone like Kevin Owens or Andrade or Mustafa Ali coming in this spot. But what it done for Samoa Joe, you know, was emphatic. Um, to beat a, a legend like Rey Mysterio in fifty five seconds, just beat him down, choke him out, done, walk out, do go about your business was awesome to see. Kayfabe wise, it kind of, and again, um, it reinforces a belief that Joe is, Joe is an ass kicking machine. You know, so, as I say, I wouldn't have preferred to, I may have preferred to see a proper match with someone else, but I can understand the thinking behind it and why they would go ahead with it. Just hope Ray isn't hurt too much. Next up, we had Roman versus Drew. My first note was, here we go! Exclamation point. I. Damn good tight video as well. Did the match live up to my expectations? I'm not entirely sure. 
Because I think I my expectations were so damn high. So maybe they were unrealistic. Still kind of enjoyed it. Um, don't get me wrong. I think maybe there was there's still so much more legs in this. Now I don't know what's going to happen now because we saw Drew over in SmackDown. Um, it was it was a it was a fine match, fine match. Um, I say not too many complaints. I guess like I says, I could see them doing it again. I would like to see them doing it again. Um, you know, and you just kind of wonder. It like I says, it was it was it was, Roman Reigns was in all his first singles match back anyway. So, and it's probably going to take a while to get back up and running. Obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, again, Roman wins. Um. Kinda of going with the theme outside of really a couple here. Um that it was like to quote Rance, Happy Mania and again, shout out to Rance because he's been saying Happy Mania for a long time, long, long time. I know a lot of people are saying that maybe Drew was gonna win here. I can't remember who I picked. But again it ties in with the whole Happy Mania theme that Rance had going on and he called it straight again, called it right. So yeah, let's say um Maybe the match did under-deliver a little, I suppose, for me, just because I don't know if my expectations were so high, unrealistically high, but let's see, it was fun. Good match, but I mean, at this point, this is where I'm, you know, watching it live, and at this point, it's like half three or so in the morning or something, I think it was. Um, You know, so you're starting to struggle a little bit. It might be a match, I might need to go back and watch it again. But... Yeah, let's see. It's it's got legs. This one has definitely got legs. You can go again. You can go again. We'll see if it happens down the road. Um, but moving on, I think now we move on to a live segment. I think it was the overall. I felt the card placement of the matches was excellent, and I felt this little break here, this little segment, certainly for five minutes for what ended up happening after it was kind of like let's. Everyone take a breather, calm down a little, take a little break. It's been quite a frenetic, it's been great match all along, it's been a really good match all along, you know, some real good matches, um, it's a real fun show. Um, delivering really, it really was, for me it did deliver in almost every aspect that you wanted it to. And then the little video comes up. And for people who don't, for Brits for instance, for a lot of British folk, and non-Americans really, um, non-North Americans, they would have been looking at this and saying, like, what is the baseball thing? Or who is this guy? Who's, like, who's Babe Ruth? And it's like, well, well, I'm not, I know American sports. I follow a number of American sports. I know who Babe Ruth is. I'm not a basketball baseball man, but I know who Babe Ruth is. I understand baseball, the rules, etc. So I'm looking at it, and, I, and at no point did I even remotely think Cena was coming back. It was when... And I think they turned around with the, the Babe Ruth video and he says he's coming out for his... I don't know if it was the swan song he says or his goodbye or whatever it was. Um, and at this moment, it was Cena that popped into my head. But it wasn't John Cena, the doctor of fuckonomics, that popped into my head. It was... I just thought, wait, is Cena coming down here and this could be his, like, goodbye? But as soon as his music hit... And that is by far the best scene of music in my mind. Um, that theme, that was just awesome. Awesome. Gets into the ring, spits a few bars. Doesn't hit an AA, he hits an FU. That was... And you can probably tell by the voice just how kind of... You know, it's like I say, it's, it's half three, quarter four in the morning here. The wife and children are upstairs sleeping and I'm... 
like gripping my clutching my hands and like I'm kind of like screaming into my hands just because I don't want to make any noise and I'm like jumping up and down as well as quietly but as excited as I could um yeah so I was happy to see him um I said we we criticise Cena but we criticise him because it looks like he's just that the heart's not it's not so much the heart's not there but even when he does come back it's just, it's just not you just don't see the effort from you don't see what you want to see but yeah, from this, what I saw there, that segment was awesome. So, even though it was a kind of, to give a little break in the matches, it, kept, it then ended the segment, it kept the hype up again. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was fun seeing Cena. It was, for me. Anyway. um, Here we go. Triple H versus Batista. Another good hype video. Uh, badass entrance from Triple H. Um... I really enjoyed it. Uh, Batista took a lot of big bumps here. A lot of big bumps and he retired from sports entertainment after he says. I don't know if that means anything because he said sports enter- sports entertainment. Does that mean we might see him coming up in a, popping up in a different company who don't call themselves sports entertainment who prefer themselves wrestling? Don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um... Yeah, so you had Triple H whipping him with the chain quite early on outside, and then he had the spanner uh, on his fingers. Obviously, took some pointers off his protege there, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn tweeted something out straight away with, like, the popping eyes as that happened. Um, you had him ripping out the Batista's nose ring. Uh, you know, so, like... If you're if you're expecting like again people complain about this kind of match, but what I, what I say to you is kind of what I say about what I said about Shane and Miz. If you're expecting like a, you know like a five star clinic, this thirty five minute, phenomenal wrestling match, you know it was it was a no holds barred for a reason. For me, like when you do no holds barred, it's for one of same one of a couple of reasons. Either the the feud might have wanted it, but at the same time, it's sometimes used to cover up the limitations of some people. So if we just if we understand that we can, we can't do what we were able to do five ten years ago because we're older and we're a little bit slower. So now if we incorp- incorporate some big bumps or some chair shots or some you know get breaking of the fingers, taking out a nose ring, um, get slammed on with stairs. It will it will kind of hide what we can no longer do. Um, let's say. Big, some big-ass bumps, but he's a took, but a fairly entertaining match. <sighs> I think it went on for about half an hour, though. That might be my only gripe, could have cut it down a little bit if you wanted to. Um, Overall, it was kind of like organised chaos. Uh, I was happy to see Batista back. I was a big Batista mark. Um, I know me and Clive had a bit of a... Back and forth, um, about it, but yeah, man. Overall, I I enjoyed it. I really, really did. Like I say, just if it, if it never gave you what you were wanting, you kind of need to ask yourself what where what was it you were wanting. You know. Um. So we move on. We move on. Cut Angle vs. Baron Corbin. No hype video. I found that quite strange. I really did. Um, very strange, actually. So, 
I actually texted him and saying what's that group saying this match isn't going to happen I'm still convinced this match is not going to happen and then it starts and it goes oh well it is happening <laughs> um, I guess after seeing Cut the way we've seen him the last few weeks Corbin in his style probably suited him best um, I said, I watched this match purely because I was wanting to see Kurt for the last time. And I got to see him, and that was it. I'm happy enough with that. Um, you know, it was a good little moment to see him getting sent off. Um, hell of a career, hell of a... One of the absolute all-time greats. Like, I know Clive probably says he's the greatest ever. He's certainly my top three or four anyway. No doubt about that. Reinvented himself several times. Um, I had no issue with Kurt getting this match whatsoever because I felt, you know, it's a legend and he's doing, he's wanting it one last time and I'm just wanting to see it. I guess because I'm such a cut mark. Now, the match, match itself, you know, like I say, is weak. It, it wasn't great, but... Come on again, you're not expecting a clinic, but like I say, for me, I knew it wasn't going to be that great, but I just wanted to see Kurt's last ever match. And so be it. You know, it is what it is now. Um, we move on from it. Uh, yeah, but like I say, this, this was all just about Kurt Angle's retirement, and that's all that really mattered to me about it. Okay, so we move on to what was the penultimate match of the night, and it was Demon Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley. Once again, Bobby Lashley first. Finn comes out as, as the demon. Still can't understand that thought process. I didn't need to use the demon to beat Brock Lesnar, but I need the demon to beat Bobby Lashley. When in reality, when you look at it, Bobby Lashley is very similar to Brock. You know, so you you know, I can understand maybe if that's the way people are thinking, but he's not been booked that way or been portrayed that way. So I don't understand why he comes out as a, as a demon. I guess some people might say, well, it's a, it's a WrestleMania moment kind of thing. Okay. It, I will say this, though, it kind of felt like a big win for Finn, though, once he won it. You know, I don't know why he lost in the first place, he just lost a couple weeks ago just to win it back. Not a fan of just sort of chopping and changing just for the sake of it. But yeah, um, it was just a... I want to say it was a... It was just... We wanted to kind of lift the crowd, I suppose, with the, 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 the demon entrance and Finn winning it just in preparation of the main event. Don't have too much to say about this match, to be honest with you. Um, let's just see if Finn can hold on to it a little bit longer now. Maybe he, you know, he faced off Sami Zayn. Will that be something he might do from now on? We're going to get Sami Zayn through. Are we going to get Finn opening challenge, open challenge for anyone? Who knows? We'll move on. Triple threat. Winner takes all. Charlotte versus Ronda versus Becky Lynch. First things first, the right women win, in my mind. I really enjoyed the match. I really, really enjoyed it. I know some people say there's a, lot, there's a number of botches. I don't know if it was sloppiness, might not be, might not even be the right word, but there was such an intensity and hatred coming into it that. It, you ha for me, it was, I like this kind of stuff where it, and now I don't know if it's perceived to come across like that or this is how we've done it intentionally, but when you get people with such a hatred, such a, a heated rivalry that you're just you just start throwing bombs and you just want to get your hands on them, it, it doesn't look it doesn't always look pretty. You know? So 
like I said, it might have looked where it was a little bit all over the place, but I just, for me, that adds to intensity because you're just not thinking, so you're just like, I just need to get my hands on you any way possible. I couldn't care less how I get it done or how we go about it. And I kind of like, I think that adds to, let's say, to certain feuds. Um, Charlotte dominated, dominated for long stretches of this match, especially when she was in like one-on-one kind of actions with Becky. Um, at the same time when Ronda was in one-on-ones as well, like she was coming out on top a lot as well. And Becky was really working from underneath like a classic baby face. Uh, Charlotte worked the legs of both women. Uh, classic, classic heel. Ronda, um, with the... You slap like a bitch, I think she says. Or you chop like a bitch to Charlotte. And Charlotte chops her right across her face. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and then Ronda with the tables are for bitches. At that point, you kind of thought, right, you're going through this table now. But it wasn't. Um, the finish of the match. Not entirely sure. I know people are saying, oh, well, it's been reported that the referee will get fined. Or... It was botched and that's not how it was supposed to go. It was actually Becky was supposed to tap out Charlotte or something. But to me, as it goes one, two, three, <clears throat> Becky's music hits immediately. And for me, uh, from what we're told anyway, is that referees are always told you count to three no matter what. And and you make and it's on the wrestlers to make sure they kick out or whatnot. So I'm not entirely sure. Are we being worked? don't know. Is it a what? I don't know. I don't know if it has a work. I just feel like it was intentional. And, you know, they showed you that replay of the shoulder. And I don't think they would do something like that if it wasn't planned. Because for me, it kind of means that if Ronda is now going to go off and come back, say a year or a couple of years' time, she'll come back angry, a chip on her shoulder, gunning for Becky and gunning for the McMahons or just gunning for the title and just being pissed off. Um. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the match. Um, and like I say, the right woman win. The right woman win. Oh, right. We'll go back now. Kofi versus Daniel Bryan. First and foremost, yet another unbelievable hype video. Um, Several of them on night. Several of them. These two just have a great, great chemistry. Um. Again, yet another great match. Every single time they've been involved in a match together, it's been awesome. Whether it was at the Elimination Chamber. Even a little wee cameo where in the Gauntlet match as well was fun. Um, yeah, so I'm... And like I say, these two worked really well together. Um, it was a big bump from Kofi. Um, from the top rope to the table outside. Um... Just, and you could say, see him, he was clinging onto his ribs as well at times during the match, just kind of feeding into the whole, he needs to continue to overcome things as well. I genuinely thought as soon as Daniel Bryan hit with a running knee, I thought it was over. thought it was over and the crowd were just so alive and so electric for Kofi. They were just desperate for him to win. Desperate. Um, Daniel Bryan starts just hitting away at Kofi's face with the kicks and just that real evil, horrible heel side coming out of Daniel Bryan. Awesome. And, you know, Daniel Bryan deserves a hell of a lot of credit for not just what he done in the match, but the last couple of months and how he's also helped elevate Kofi and how much of a part he's played as well. Daniel Bryan really deserves a lot of praise as well. 
Um, just a great match. Crowd were absolutely losing their shit. Um, you saw, and then when it hits one, two, three, and man, New Day hit the ring. Xavier looks really emotional and like looks legitimately emotional. Um, great match. Uh, you see Kofi's children coming in and celebrating as well. Um, and I just want to point out, right, if anyone remembers the image of the New Day sitting outside the ring, outside the Elimination Chamber, with the three of them kind of heads down and and in the background was the WrestleMania sign. I don't know if this was foreshadowing anything, but if it was just give them a benefit of doubt and say it was, man, you look at that moment to what you experienced on Sunday, it is just unbelievable and just it just gave you such emotion that I don't know if many people felt before. It you go from the pure utter grief and sadness you felt in the chamber to now what you felt at WrestleMania. Um Yeah man. Hey. You know so I said I wanted to keep this match last for a reason. I think the biggest thing to come out of this match wasn't so much there was a new title a new champion it wasn't so much that they got the, and, uh, the hemp belt was gone it wasn't so much that how much the crowd were on top or sorry how much were the crowd were pulling for Kofi it's when you see videos of Shad Gaspar and MVP if anyone hasn't seen it go, go just go on Twitter go on Facebook and you'll find it it's shows you the moment Kofi wins it and the moment these two and legitimate like tears coming down hugging one another and and I reached out to a couple of guys um when when Rich sent that into our Facebook our messenger group and says this was me so Rich I probably I didn't reach out to you because I kind of got your your emotion from that I got your feeling from that and how you feeling so I reached out to to Jeremy, um, again the boss of keeping it strong style. He goes, I'm just going. I'm just going to read what Jeremy wrote, and I and I says, can I quote you? And he says, of course. So he just goes, when Kofi won, Rich and I hugged each other and were jumping up and down. It's so great to finally have a black champion after all these years, and not just any old black champion, a guy who has been grinding for the last eleven years, and have been busting his ass. He truly deserved it. It brings hope to people to all people of colour that they can reach a mountain top and achieve their dreams. Right, so I've then reached and I also reach out to good friend, real good friend, Rance. And what I mean that, I truly mean that. Um just the same. And he I'm just gonna again go and read what Rance says. Probably the most important match and moment in the history of my fandom. It felt similar to when Obama won the presidency. Something that you should know, something that you know should be attainable but would never happen, happened. It was unthinkable and in a manner it did. Being, a, being the best in the company at WrestleMania, being African-born, being unapologetically him. It is all honestly too much to decipher right now. I'll be on a high for a long time. And before anyone starts to give advanced grief, what he meant with, I'm assuming from the Obama thing was, you had the most powerful man in the world. He is in what that position is the most powerful position in the world, and it was a man of color. It was in it, and it was like, could you have imagined this happened ten years prior to that, or fifteen or twenty? 
people would have been like laughing at you and saying not a chance and that happens um you have Kofi man of colour who now we can sit and debate all day long if we want what is the most prestigious title in professional wrestling is it the WWE world title is it the Intercontinental title is it the NWA world heavyweight title is it the IWGP heavyweight title all these things but what we what can't be debated is WWE is the number one company in in professional wrestling. And you would then say that a person who, who holds the title for the number one company in, in professional wrestling is kind of like on a on a level that not many other people are on, if you understand what I'm meaning. And one of those guys is a man of colour. Um to see the the joy that people took, especially guys like Rich, Jeremy, Rance, um, MVP, etc. Xavier. It was almost, it was, I didn't word this properly. It, it was unbelievable, but yet, yet at the same time, shocking. We were in 2019 and, 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 and you know stuff like this doesn't happen often enough which is just unbelievably criminal it's just ridiculous because some of the most successful people and people powerful positions and just successful people are people of colour let's say President Barack Obama for 8 years was the most powerful man in the world Um, you look at so many of the great best and most well known sports athletes are of colour so it's at the same time it's, it's unbelievable. At the same time it's a head scratching moment. You're like, why does this kind of stuff still happen? Um. So the fact that these guys got to experience it and it shows you just the raw emotion, just what it means to them. It is not just what Kofi represented. What that win. It what for me what it represented, and it, it kind of what I felt was backed up by what I was told by. Rich and James, sorry, Rich and Jeremy and Rance and, and seeing the reaction of some other people was that he's shown people of colour that it don't matter what your job is, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter anything. As long as you keep busting your ass off and keep working and working, your dream is possible. There would have been 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old boys of colour, girls of colour who have watched that and saying, well, he done it. Why can't we do it? What if we start pushing ourselves to do it? Who's going to stop us? Kofi done it. Look what he is. He overcame it all. I'm going to do it. I'm, and and that, for me, that's like the best part about it. It's got absolutely nothing to do with wrestling. Wrestling was just a platform for it. Where he gets to... He, he's shown people that... Don't give up. Just keep going. Just keep going. And just keep grinding. Keep putting the work in. And... and and nine times out of ten, it could, it will all fall into place, and you'll reap the rewards. Um, I can't personally speak, obviously, about the racial divide which goes on in Latin America and whatnot, because I'm not from there, and I I'm not even going to start getting into that. But I trust the judgment of like good friends, you know, um, Guys like Rich is just a real good guy and I trust as well. Like, you know what I mean? He's just a, he's an awesome guy. Jeremy's like, like, dude's got an, an energy about him and 
uh, an awesome personality is just so infectious. It's just, it, you know, it rubs off on people. Rance, I have never met anybody like Rance in my life. In my life. Um, dude, would if I, you know, it, it doesn't matter that we're a million miles away, from, well, a thousand miles away from each other. and uh, He knows if I reached out to him for anything, man, if that guy could, he'd be over here in a heartbeat trying to help me out for anything and would pick up the phone and text and just, just you know, so... Awesome, guys. And like like I said, when they're, when, when, when they're so happy about it, like, you can't feel anything but joy for them as well. Like I say, the real storyline in it all is guy of colour is in this position and it just it allows other young children of colour to to look at it and say, I'm capable of chasing my dreams. This guy done it. Uh, Barack Obama done it. And I'm not I'm not I'm not like I say, I can't, I'm not comparing the the most powerful position in the world to a fake sport or anything like that. I'm just saying it's like it's what they represent. They they are they, they were the highest peak they were of their um, industry. Um and that's what what it represents. It represents it represents a potential change. It represents growth. It represents hope more than anything, and and not even hope, but like like a realistic goal potentially. And also, I'm just so happy for them, and I say that to Rich as well. Just so happy for you guys like that because you can you feel the rawness of their emotion, how they're feeling. Um, and like I say, it's just it's it's. it's it's nice to be their friend because you get to kind of experience that and you get to see how happy they are and it makes you happy for them as well. Um, yeah, man, like, we don't... don't Like I say, it's not even an issue how long it is holds, Kofi holds the title for. could hold it for the next five years or he can hold it for the next five days. What Sunday represented was hope and a chance for people's dreams to become a reality. So I just wanted to end it like that. You know, I, I wanted to end on a good note. I wanted to end on a like a, a positive note. Um, is to kind of recap on everything. Overall, I felt from takeover to WrestleMania, like I said, there weren't too many complaints. No complaints whatsoever about takeover. Mania, one or two things, but I, like I says, you don't like something, just turn it off, just change it, skip it. You know, come back to something else. Uh, there's no need for you to sit through that entire time. You know, just. Pick and choose whatever you want. Um, overall, happy. I was happy over the weekend. Um, I've watched a little bit of the G1 Supercard as well. Need to catch up on the rest. Um, what happened at the Hall of Fame induction with Bret Hart was a joke, but what took place after it was kind of awesome to see with all the wrestlers band together. Um, yeah, overall, man, just a, a phenomenal week of wrestling. Um, just completely capped off by the Kofi thing. And that, for me, and a lot of other people, is probably going to be the lasting... Memory of it, you know, it's probably it's probably going to be two things. It'll be Kofi and Becky, both awesome moments. Women main event WrestleMania, something I said a couple of years ago would happen. Awesome to see WWE Black Champion, you know. Like I say, it just allows people to for people to believe now that their dreams could become a reality, and that's the greatest part of that story. Um, so yeah, I. I think I'm just that'll be that'll be us. Um, so Clive will be back next week. Looking forward to getting back and could get a few. He can give you his thoughts on WrestleMania and Takeover and everything else that's happened in between. Um, Dan again, Mags, we're going to get you on next week. I'm going to hit you up in the next couple of days, like I said earlier on the podcast. 
Um, I don't want to hit you up before it because I know you might have offered to do the editing and recording, etc. And I'm not going to do that to you. Um, but we're going to get you on next week, hopefully. Uh, so yeah, just uh, I'll just finish up with just doing a few of the um, shout-outs, etc. Just uh, promoting a few things. So here we go. You can get your own Ricky and Clive Wrestling t-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. You can also get the One Racing Radio. You can also get the Keeping It Strong style. And you can get the Social Suplex Podcast Network t-shirts as well. Also, subscribe to powerslam.tv. Uh, put input the promo code Social Suplex. And you can get the first month free or first month will be free and over 4,000 hours of independent wrestling more than enough to wet your appetite more than enough um so sign up for that um check out social suplex website we've got columns podcasts on there um podcasts such as let's say we've got ourselves rick and clive we've got jeremy josh aka jmg security um of keep it strong style one nation radio with rich and james we've got all things elite as well and we have james's new project oh, i keep saying new but it's now starting to kick in now and really starting to take off with nxt then now forever <coughs> um you can get myself and clive on twitter we no longer really use the facebook page so there's no point in going on that you can get us at rick and clive on twitter join the social suplexes facebook group which is um, the wrestling squared circle um yeah so that says that'll that'll be us. We'll be back next week. Clive will be back. Hopefully I've done on. We will be doing the next few the next round of the quiz will be released as well shortly. Um and then we'll get the next two two matchups sorted before moving on to the semi finals. I say again that's it folks, so I hope I've not bored you too enough. I, I hope you've actually enjoyed just listening to my voice. Um I've missed Clive. It's been it's been strange. Now you know I I like we kind of get to go back and forth with one another and, and batter ideas off each other and opinions, etc. So it's been different. Um, I've, been, I've been still enjoyed it, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting him back next week. Um, so yeah, like I say, check back in with folks next week. Um, take care and enjoy. Oh, and also, no joke this week because I'm going to kill that segment. Night, night, folks. Listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.